Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is wonderful to be with everybody today. And man, it, it's been too long. <laughs> it's been too long. It, you know, you had the Tuesday night football, which was weird as whatever, and the COVID stuff and everything that's going on. And it threw us off our schedule a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, we've got a lot to get to today. I'm seeing the countdown crew is alive and well, which I really do appreciate. Um, and... To say thank you, we have a giveaway. We're going to be giving away a 49ers hat here in about 10 minutes or so. So uh, get your countdown crews in. I've got my list of the five, and once I see one of them represent with the countdown crew, I'll be announcing that um, here in just a little bit. So stay with us there. So what we're going to go over today, man, there's a lot to talk about. Obviously, uh, the terrible defeat that was suffered at the hands of the Dolphins, the mighty, mighty Dolphins. Um, we're going to talk about that injuries, quarterback, offensive struggles, trying to focus as much on offense as possible, but we have to talk about the defensive injuries, who's in, who's out looking forward, because here's the thing with the NFL season. It doesn't matter. You can't feel bad for yourself. You got to go play. Um, the 49ers are two and three. Okay. Definitely <laughs> anybody that predicted a schedule. Nobody predicted the 49ers would be two and three after uh, the first five weeks of the season. Nobody saw it. But you also can't, you know, predict, you know, being down all those players and just everything. Not that we're trying to make excuses because the 49ers are playing bad. You know, you look last week versus the Dolphins. We had all projected 11 starters. Now you can say Weston Richburg should have been out there or whatever else. Doesn't matter. They did not live up to expectations. So let's jump into a little bit of why. Hear from Kyle Shanahan quite a bit today. And I'm also going to show a couple breakdown clips from our Patreon uh, that we did yesterday because I think they're going to highlight a couple key points, um, some positives and negatives. Because believe it or not, despite the fact that the 49ers just got crushed, there were some positives to take away from that game. Um, so let's jump into our injuries. Here we go. Let's, let's talk about this. Emmanuel Mosley finally practices for the first time today. Now, given... Non-contact jersey, but this is huge because he missed two straight games uh, with this concussion. Uh, went and saw some specialists, got some positive news. So he's out of the first round of concussion protocol, which, let's be honest, you could talk about Jimmy G, uh, who was bad, and we are going to talk about that. That cornerback position was as bad, if not worse, 
Um, and again, you got to put that on the coaches' staff. You got to get your guys ready, or at least make adjustments, or help your guys to disguise. Robert Sala did none of that. Uh, you want to jump? I don't want to jump back on my, you know, piling on Robert Sala. But if you want to hear that, go listen to the previous episode because I, I don't think I held back too much. I even cussed a couple times. I blame that on the tequila. Uh, but that's okay. Here's the idea with with Emmanuel Mosley back. We actually have an above average outside cornerback duo. Jason Verrett has been lights out. Um, it, we have four corners. I'm sorry, two corners in the top four at fewest yards per pass attempt allowed. Uh, Richard Sherman is second best in the NFL. And then you've got Jason Verrett, who's fourth best in the NFL. Now, here's what's crazy. Emmanuel Mosley, he's in the top 30 in that category. And so is Kwan Williams. Believe it or not, we actually have a great secondary. The problem is the depth isn't there. The depth just is not there. So with Emmanuel Mosley practicing today in his blue non-contact, with it being a Sunday night game against the Rams, I fully expect him to be back this week, which means Akello Witherspoon goes back to being a backup where he belongs. Um, he had his chance, and you know I don't want to get too much into it, but Akello could have started the game. He practiced all week last week, and then decided, you know what, I just don't think I'm ready. I just don't think I can do it. Basically pulls himself out of the starting lineup, waits till halftime, and then, oh, guess what? Yeah, it's better now. Um, oh, God, grosses me out just thinking about it. Um, but anyway, I want to allow this conversation to take place with why Akella Weatherspoon did not start. This is from Kyle Shanahan here. Guys, situation's different. Every injury's different, and every person you deal with is different. Um, I know I was expecting him to go that week, and I think he was too. Uh, but it didn't look that way at all in practice, the way he was moving. And when I talked to him, the way he described it, how tight it felt, um, that's what he said. So, I mean, I never question guys what they tell me when you ask them, and um, they speak what is in their heart. So that's what he told me, and that's what I can go off of. Um, that's why we had to make the tough decision to pick between Allen and Webster, and we ended up having to do that Thursday night. Um, so that was a situation we're in. What I was happy with on Saturday that – him knowing our situation, at least he told me that he, he could dress and be used in case of an emergency, which I thought would only be after two injuries. And um, after we were struggling, though, I was glad he felt good enough to where we didn't have to wait for that emergency. Um, and he told us he was good to go there in the second quarter. And, you know, it, Akello did play rather well. He didn't, he didn't play bad. Uh, you know, huge pass interference, whatever else. But that's Akello. It's who he's got to be. But why not Ken Webster? Ken Webster played for us in the previous game and got a lot of snaps. You just talked about how it was going to be Brian Allen or Webster. Why not go to Webster after your guy gets torched on the first drive? Um, why not go to Webster after your guy gets torched twice on the second drive? Why not go to Webster after your guy got torched four times on the third drive? Why wait? What is it that you need to see whenever you have this guy? Now, Akello comes up and says, oh, I'm, I'm good. I can go now. Why the hell can't you go at the start, but you can go in the second quarter? I'll say this, okay? Um, I truly do believe Akello's time in San Francisco is done after this year. Uh, his contract is up. I do not believe he will be back. Um, I just don't think it's going to happen. But you know, take whatever. That, that's for me. Now, our starting corners, at least hopefully, it is going. To, they're going to be, you know, Manuel Mosley, Jason Verrett, and then again, Jamar Taylor. Not one corner over six foot tall. 
thankfully, we're playing the Rams this week, who don't have big wide receivers. You can talk about Cooper Cup. Um, you can talk about Robert Woods. They're not huge, physical, imposing guys. But I'm fine with our secondary. Now, Jamar Taylor's not great. I wish we blitzed him almost every other play because he's much better blitzing than he is in coverage. But I take it for what you want. Now, we did make an adjustment, which is great. And we claimed a cornerback. Uh, this is this is bravo time. <laughs> we claimed a corner. <laughs> um, it's cornerback Parnell Motley. He was an undrafted rookie from Oklahoma, OU. Uh, six foot tall, 180. Now, he was very active in college. Uh, very, very active. Um, very, very good player. Strong player. Uh, six interceptions in college. 33 pass breakups. Five forced fumbles. That's huge. He was waived by the Bucks. So the Bucks actually have a very good defense. A lot of depth there at the cornerback position. And so whenever they waived him, we were able to claim him. Now, here's the bad news. We don't get to have him in our building till Monday. So <laughs> he's not somebody that could help this week. Um, Got to wait till next week. It's part of the COVID, all that kind of stuff. Now, the good news is because we did claim him in this COVID exemption, we have a roster exemption. So he doesn't even count towards the 53. So we can still call somebody else up this week um, and know Parnell is going to be there long term, just not this week versus the Rams. But you, he doesn't even get a practice till Monday. Now, that's a problem. Now, if we look at our own roster, okay, what are the other cornerback pops possibilities? Because there's still guys out. Tim Harris, who, golly, I want to see this kid. He gets, you know, he gets injured, and then he comes back right before the game but didn't wasn't in shape enough or something. The injury wasn't great enough. I don't know. But it, it was kind of weird why he didn't get called up. He might this week. And also Richard Sherman. We were hoping to have him back this week, but there was a setback. Kyle Shanahan talks about both of these, Tim Harris and Richard Sherman, and their availability moving forward. I mean, we would have loved for Tim New last week, but, you know, he pulled his calf, and last week was his first week back, so he was on a pitch count just trying to get back into practice, very similar to how Richie was. Um, Sherm, we were hoping to get him back this week. Um, some setbacks last week. The healing hasn't gone the way we were hoping for, so I know we're going to try a few different procedures this week, And um, but I know I'm not, I'm not counting on him this week, so we'll see how that goes with the new stuff we're going to try. And was there a third part of the question? Yeah, um, so cut him off there, and here's here's the issue. Here should be the outside corner <laughs> rotation, okay? We've got our starters, Emmanuel Mosley, Jason Verrett. Akello should be next up. That's fine. He's a backup. I don't mind him being a backup. Then it should be Tim Harris. We need to know what this guy has, and if he doesn't have anything, then if, if he doesn't get called up this week, then we know Tim Harris is not part of the future whatsoever. He's just a guy, which hopefully that's not the case. Now, if you look at after that, it should be Webster. Then you're talking Tarverius Moore, <laughs> Jimmy Ward. But they didn't make that adjustment last week in the worst possible situation. Why would they start doing that now? You know, Kyle Shannon was even asked about that. He's like, well, we thought we were going to have a Kello, so we didn't think we were going to need him. Come on, man. Be smart. <laughs> be smarter than that. Robert Sala, get your team prepared. Let us know. Um... And let your players know that you got their back. You're not going to leave them out there on an island. At least adjust your freaking coverage. Now, the cornerback's position is good now if everybody's healthy. Well, they're not. everybody's not healthy as we know. But they, there's nobody locked up for the future at the cornerback position. Nobody. 
Um, we've got one guy <laughs> scheduled to come back next year at the cornerback position. So the question is, why the hell do we not draft one corner or secondary player, period, in the 2020 draft? And here is what the head coach had to say. Um, it wasn't necessarily that. It was that I can't remember exactly, but we only had like three draft picks. Um, so where, where do you want to do that stuff? I mean, we lost a number of good players. We lost a, a really good player in Buckner. We lost a very good player in Joe Staley. And we lost a very good player in Emmanuel Sanders. So we created what we could with our few amount of draft picks to um, at least bring in some people who could help us with those holes that were just vacated. And I think we did that extremely well with those three. And then what we had left was a fourth round pick and I believe a um, seventh round pick. And... Um, if you think that there's a corner there in the fourth round that we really would have liked and we liked him more than um, McKivitz, who we took, hell yeah, we would have done that. But in the fourth round, we took the best player that we thought, and that was McKivitz. So you take that for what you want. I don't know. Uh, you had Cameron Dantzler sitting there who's already starting. That would have been a perfect pick. Um, he's playing very well. He got injured, but still, like there were guys there. Now, why were those guys not on the 49ers board? Who knows? Um you can always play 2020. And again, I, I think, you know, our instant reaction as fans is, man, who can we trade for to fix this situation and make this roster better? Well, the downside of that is we did that in 2019. And it worked, but we didn't have any picks. We didn't have a second, third, or fourth pick. We didn't have anything. <laughs> and that hurt. And that made it to where we are where we are now. Now, the good news is moving forward, the only pick that we don't have for the 2021 draft is that third-round pick that we used to get Trent Williams. Um, but here's the good news. We do get an extra fifth back. So we have a total of seven picks currently um, because of the Emmanuel Sanders compensation value, which that's going to hit uh, fifth round, maybe bump up to fourth, but probably going to stay at five. Um, he's having a hell of a time, obviously, uh, with the Saints. I think he had 12 catches on the Monday night game. But whatever, I digress. So obviously you want to go get guys, but we need our guys to get healthy. Richard Sherman hopefully will be back next week. We've said that three weeks in a row now. So who knows how long that's going to linger. He is older. That He has had lots of problems on that same leg. But you're going to be just fine with Emmanuel Mosley, Jason Verrett, and Akella Witherspoon on the outside. Nickel's going to be a problem. Jamar Taylor's not a quality nickel. Um, struggled big time. So anyway, let's pause there. Um, let's go to our giveaway. Here we go. Look at this bad boy. Uh, I'm going to be sending this hat out. If you can't see it, it's the solid red with the San Francisco uh, 49ers written in cursive. I absolutely love this hat from New Era. Uh, I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to ship it out to you. Here we go. Our winner is, and man, there's a lot of freaking awesome people that I wish I could give everyone to, Khalil Young. My man, uh, just want to say thank you so much for the support. Go ahead and reach out to me. You can email me um, at 49ers Rush, or sorry, 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter, which is probably the best way, at JL underscore Chapman. And that's just me saying thank you. Uh, love the support. Uh, we already gave away the Joe Montana jersey earlier with our 300th episode earlier in the week, uh, earlier in the month. Now we're giving away a free hat, and we'll have more um, when you know we swing over to November, which is two weeks away. So thank you, Countdown Crew. And if you're not a part of that, all you have to do, hit hashtag CC on any of our live shows, wherever you listen, whether that's Periscope or YouTube, and you get entered into that. Man, I, I think we've given away like 12 things already, and we're going to give away a lot more. So join us over there. Really do appreciate it. Thank you, Countdown Crew. You guys are the best. Now, 
another starter is down. Um, another guy is down. Quan Alexander suffered a high ankle sprain late in the game versus um, the Dolphins. And he's going to be out for some time. Possible IR. They were hoping it wouldn't be that bad. But with news out today, it is, in fact, a high ankle sprain. Uh, very similar to what Jimmy Garoppolo went through. He is going to be missing some time. Here's the head coach talking about the injury to their starting Will Backer. I mean, we, they, we could be wrong. But right now, they told me that they believe it's a high ankle sprain. Um, they're not sure of the severity of it. It could be a minor one for whatever that means. Um, so that's why usually if it was auto, if it was automatic high ankle sprain, I'd be talking about IR and stuff right now. Um, but they told me to hold on that cause they think it possibly could be a minor one. Don't know. Um, they got to do more work today on it and we'll have an answer on that for Wednesday. They didn't really have an answer for that today. Um, they said, we're going to wait and see. And it does seem like this is the pattern, which it's sad that we can develop a pattern for how the 49ers put players on IR. They usually announce that on Thursdays. They wait, wait, wait. And then Thursday they put them on IR. Um, that's just kind of the way they're doing things now. So what does that mean for the defense? Again, this is supposed to be an offensive episode, but there's just so many things to talk about on this side. Um, Quan goes on IR for three weeks. All IRs are short-term IRs. Now, you can keep them there longer, but they're allowed to return after three weeks regardless. Um, so every you could do that for every single player, which we're about halfway through our roster now. Greenlaw gets a start. Now, my affinity for Dre Greenlaw as the president of the fan club is very well known. I love Dre. I, I think he is better than Quan. Now, I think he's better than Quan. Having said that, Quan is coming off of three back three games in a row where he didn't have a missed tackle, um, where he's played relatively well. Um, still, I still believe Dre Greenlaw is better, so I don't think that this is a downgrade. The problem where it is a downgrade is that Sam backer position. So the Mike and Will are going to be Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, which we saw for eight weeks last year all the way up to the Super Bowl run. Um, so that's not an issue there. Aziz did play really, really well when Dre Greenlaw missed his two weeks. Um, so you're a little bit of shuffling, but nothing new. Um, you've had Dre's started multiple games at the wheel. Aziz has started multiple games at the Sam. So I don't think it's really a step down, but now you do have a little bit of depth issue, even though we're still loaded at the linebacker position, even behind them with DFF. Um, I mean, there's just a lot of guys there. Joe Walker, Mark Nazocha. Uh, there's guys there. Linebacker position, not worried about it whatsoever. I do hope that Quan gets better because his position for the 2021 year is already in question because of the salary cap okay so it, the more time he misses this allows dre greenlaw to continue to build his resume that he can hold this position down and if dre greenlaw plays anywhere close to what he did in 2019 at that will position then Quan's not coming back period no matter how healthy or how good Quan comes back you're paying top tier the probably one of the most expensive linebackers in the country uh for the entire nfl the opportunity cost is just too much. It's too much. So you got to move on. With the cap next year, I, I just I don't see it. Now, maybe Dre Greenlaw regresses, but I, I doubt that. The dude's freaking amazing. So let's get ready for our Dre Greenlaw time, man. I'm so excited to see what he's going to do in this starting because he, was, he only played, I think, 17, 18 snaps. Now he's going to be playing every single snap. So excited to see that. Now let's talk our quarterback. Let's go. Here we go. Here's our offense. This is what the people want. Jimmy Garoppolo was a full participant in practice today. Recording this Wednesday. Uh, literally just had the press conference about 20 minutes ago. He was a full participant. Now I hear, <laughs> I can hear 
everybody subconsciously saying, yeah, well, he was a full participant last week too. So who gives a crap? And you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, and, you know, I'm going to jump in here in a second and show some actual game film on when I think he got hurt and then what the repercussions were. Because if you look at the first several plays, even though they weren't successful, uh, he was stepping into his throws. Um, you know, you got <laughs> pass off of Debo's. You had six drops, six drop passes. Um, now, were all those on the wide receivers? No, most of them were. Jimmy Garoppolo had some good passes. And that's how we're going to conclude our episode today, uh, jumping forward a little bit. But there were some good plays there. It's sad that we have to make that qualifier that there were some good passes. Um, but it all wasn't on Jimmy. Was Jimmy bad? Hell yeah, he was. Worst game as a pro. He had his best game ever against the Jets. His first half performance against the Jets when he was hurt the whole time. He had his worst half ever against the Dolphins where he was hurt again. Jimmy's going to have to show out at some point. He's got to. Now, he's won so many games. He got us to the Super Bowl. All the, He was the starting quarterback to get us to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying Jimmy did it all on his own. But he's kind of in the prove-it territory, similar to Quan. If Jimmy doesn't get this turned around, his future is not guaranteed, not even close. His guaranteed money for 2021, it's tiny. <laughs> I say tiny. It's like $2 million. But if Jimmy doesn't cast aside all doubts... In the next five to six weeks, his time's done. And then where are the 49ers without a quarterback? You're talking about spending top-tier money for a free agent, maybe somebody like Matt Ryan, uh, maybe somebody like Aaron Rodgers if they decide to move off that. But if you get either one of them, you're paying top-tier money. You're talking, you know, $30, $40 million to get one of those guys or draft a quarterback. When draft a quarterback, who knows what you're going to get? <laughs> you never know. So... It's in the best interest for the 49ers for Jimmy G to work out, obviously. But what does that look like moving forward? Well, here's Kyle Shanahan's response whenever he was asked, what is the game plan moving forward? Came in good. I mean, I know he's sore from the first half. Um, I think his ankle's a little bit sore and his body a little bit from some of the hits that he had, but um, nothing that made it worse. And it was like you expect, expected after a game. Um, nothing too bad happened. We got him out of there before that did, so... Um, we'll see how he is on Wednesday. I expect him to be at least the same, if not better. So hopefully we can get a week of that and have no setbacks Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And hopefully we get him out there Sunday night. So he was a full participant. There were no issues. He made it through the entire practice. No setbacks. So Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starter this week. I'm, I'm just telling you right now he is going to be. So now let's step back and let's look at this, and we'll talk more about uh, Jimmy G. This is a clip from our Patreon uh, breakdown where you know I'm, I'm giving my notes and whatever observations of the play. So if you're listening traditional podcast method, we still love you. Uh, it should make sense and be able to explain kind of what's going on. But this is where Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. This was the play where he stopped putting his weight forward afterwards. It was one of the blown um, miscommunications by the offensive line. So this is when Trent uh, Williams turned to Lakin Tomlinson with his hands up afterwards saying, what the hell are you doing? And I go through and kind of explain basic level protections from the offensive line standpoint. I think it's a two-minute clip or so. So this was on the Patreon video yesterday if you want more of this. So here we go. Tight end and wide receiver. Ugh. All right. This is miscommunication. Okay. So here's how this works. You just get to the offensive line of scrimmage, and it's very simple to count. This is where usually you'll get a mic call, okay? One, two, three. One, two. 
All right, so there's five guys, and we've got five guys. Kittle's going to release on the route, I'm pretty sure. See here. Yeah, Kittle releases on the route. So we're not counting Kittle. Very simple. One, two, three, four, five. Which means you have to get a fan call from over here. Um, he's going to take outside threat. He's going to take second. He's going to take third. He's going to take fourth. He's going to take fifth. It's five on five. Now, he's going to block it. Trent Williams is going to block the outside threat, which was correct. The problem was either number 31 should motion. If, if, if it's not going to be a fan call, what they would have done is they would have moved um, Jarek McKinnon over to the other side, and he would have picked up the additional blocker here, but they didn't. So it was supposed to be a fan call. Again, Trent Williams takes outside. Lakin takes here. Garland takes here. He takes here, he takes here, and then he helps out or releases on a route. But there's a miscommunication here, and you'll watch it from... So, boom, right there. He's supposed to represent the outside guy, and you can see Trent Williams' first steps. you got to go get that guy. There's no way in the world, let's say he's supposed to block down, okay? Let, let's say Trent Williams does what everybody else is doing. Trent Williams blocks down. That means Jarek McKinnon has to pick up the opposite outside blitzer free. We don't know he's dropping. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. He just releases on a route anyway. No NFL team in their right mind would do this with Jimmy Garoppolo banged up. So that's why this is just a miscommunication up top. Um, somebody had to help, whether it's you sometimes it's the quarterback that I call it sometimes it's the running back that I call it the center um this is just a miscommunication Garoppolo pays the price so and and that's the thing Garoppolo never looked the same after that that happened very early on um and so after that play, and, and I see your question on here. Um, I'm nobody you need to know. Uh, he says, I skipped his question last time. I apologize. Uh, doing the live show with no producer is kind of rough. I probably need to look into getting a producer at some point. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of a control freak if you guys can't tell. But he, he asked this question. Do you think the 49ers currently have one of the bottom five O-lines? No, I don't. I really, really don't. The problem is, let, let's talk about the good and the bad. The good thing is this. We can run block very, very well versus loaded boxes. So many times going through this film, eight, nine, ten-man fronts, and we're still running the ball successfully, which is the Kyle Shanahan number one thing. Run the ball. That's what our offensive line's designed to do. The problem is we're not consistent. Now, you can talk about how bad Daniel Brunskill is. You can talk about how bad Mike McClinchy's been, okay? Those those are both factually correct. Ben Garland's been really good. Trent Williams has been really good. Yeah, he gave up a couple plays, but we still have a pretty good offensive line. The problem is miscommunications like what we just saw. And so they're not even able to make the plays. They've protected three separate quarterbacks, so they're getting used to three different, you know, cadences and uh, adjustments and all that kind of stuff. It's just bad. It's cohesiveness. It's not there. It's not there. So I do think that our offensive line is going to improve. It has to. And if not, I mean, golly. If our offensive line can't turn into an average at best, and again, you talk about how many times a quarterback has been hit, the most in the NFL, we have 53 quarterback hits allowed. That's stupid. <laughs> that's, that's Andrew Luck numbers his rookie year. That's Derek Carr, David Carr number. I don't know what their names are. The same damn names. Give your kids different names. Uh, the Carr brothers. 
getting destroyed their rookie years, they've got to get it fixed. And so hopefully that changes. Perhaps you get a different right guard. When Richburg comes back, Richburg takes center. You move Ben Garland to right guard. Brunskill goes back to a tackle. Or Colton McKivitz can step up. But, man, if this coaching staff has shown us anything, they're not going to make any personal personnel changes just because somebody's bad at their job. They will stay with it till the bitter end. Remember Akello last year, how many games it took for him to cost the team before they made a change? Um, I mean, you were all the way into the divisional round of the playoffs before you finally made that change. Um, it's a huge negative of the Kyle Shanahan kind of system. There's no doubt about that. But now back to Jimmy Garoppolo, and here's kind of the situation. Okay, we just saw the clip where he got injured. Now, this was the first clip where you're watching it and you go, whoa, 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 whoa. This isn't right. This is the very first clip where it was like, Jimmy Garoppolo needs to get out. And this is why I kind of agree with exactly how Kyle Shanahan handled it. I would have pulled him a little bit sooner, but Jimmy Garoppolo, no football player is going to take themselves out. Okay, Football players are warriors, even quarterbacks. They're stupid to a fault. And, and again, I'm a person who's played football and coached football. Your adrenaline, everything's taught to play through. Everything's taught to say, team over me. I don't care. I'm not letting my brothers down. I can, I can fight through it. Well, no, you can't. <laughs> That's where coaching comes in. And I'm glad that uh, Kyle Shanahan took him out. So uh, this was the very first clip where it was like, holy cow. And again, I apologize for the... Um, people that aren't watching the video, but hopefully you can grasp the situation through the description here. All right, now let, let's let's see here if he steps into it or not. Nope. Oh, yeah. You got to get him out, coach. Right call. Watch his foot. Zero weight transferred, and he even pulls up. Watch his left knee. When, instead of transferring, is what this is the sprained ankle. Watch him pull up. See that? Look at that. Almost a kick, like he jump throws it. Zero weight goes on that front foot. Look at that. He jumps out of the way instead of putting weight on it. Yeah, he, he wasn't right. You can go back to that hit he took last drive. He was not right after that. Yep. You got to get him out right there. That was it. That was it. And it wasn't one of the interceptions. That was one of the overthrows, I think, on third down where we had to punt afterwards. But everything comes – and whenever you don't transfer the weight forward, okay, the ball sells up, which we saw on the interception, right? So if you can't transfer your weight forward through your hips, everybody sees like the DAC and the Jimmy G and the hip twist, warm-up, whatever else – what that whole thing does is it forces you to get your hips and your torque and your weight going forward to drive the ball down. It's kind of like a bad golf swing or a bad baseball swing. Your shoulders, if you dip your shoulder, it, that it's the exact same thing as throwing a football. It's just the opposite. It, and so this is going to be the issue moving forward. That's great. In practice, you can transfer your weight forward. There's nobody around you. What happens after you take a sack or after you get drilled or after you get rolled up on? This is going to happen. It's going to happen. With this offensive line, we're averaging 50. <laughs> we got 58 quarterback hits through five games. That's 12 hits a game. <laughs> That's too many hits. So our offensive line may be more max protect. Maybe you run the ball more. Here's an idea. Run the damn ball more. Now, 
Kyle Shanahan was asked, and, and I'm very, very glad that they brought this up because I was pretty pissed off. Why the hell are we not running the ball more? Why? Okay, the Miami Dolphins game, I understand. You, know, you want to talk about the Dolphins game and say, hey, you know, we were so far behind. We had to play catch up, whatever. I don't care. That, that's fine. That's, but you did run the ball for seven yards a clip. But whenever you look at rushing attempts, we're 19th in the NFL. 19th. That's crap. That's awful. Every game we have played has been close, except for the Dolphins game. So why aren't you running the ball more then? Why? We're throwing the ball too freaking much. And whenever they asked this about Kyle Shanahan, he kind of gave a crap answer. And again, this applies to the Dolphins, but not the other games. Here's what he had to say on why not run the ball more. Um, I mean, I think last year that, you know, we, I mean, look at every game up to 8-0. and I don't think we were in a, in a close game until we were 8-0. Um, I mean, we had to come back from some stuff, and but I mean, we never got down a bunch of scores. Um, things have been a little bit different in the situations we've had. I think the games that we have ran a well, I thought we had a very good chance versus Arizona running a well. Um, I thought we got behind it there at the end and had a thrill to come back. I thought versus the Jets, we got out and really got after them in the first half run of the game. And then we kind of just shut down the entire second half to just get us out of there. Giants was a throwing game. I thought Philly, we did run the ball well um, until I threw it for the last 24 plays of the game down two scores. And that's what happened this game too. Um, even though we did get 19 runs in, we averaged seven yards a run. Um, good luck getting more of those in when you go two for 10 on third down, 0 for two on fourth down, have six drops, have five sacks, and have three turnovers. So I like what I see on tape, the way we're blocking. Not every time. Um, but if you don't move the chains on third down, you don't stay out there, you're not going to see that many more run plays. So um, I don't see a big difference in how we're blocking. Um, I just think we needed some better situations. Yeah, I think he hit it. And you even see his body language when he's listing off all the negatives. Two for 10 on third down, head to the right. Head to the left, 0 for 2 on fourth down, head to the right. Like, like he's like a pissed off valley girl that's mad at his boy or her boyfriend for doing something he wasn't supposed to do. I mean, that's how do you handle that? And you hear it in his voice, you know? We've got so many mistakes. And obviously, everything goes to the quarterback. Everything goes to the quarterback. And Nick, I see your question. If we finish below 500, 8-8 eight eight or less, do we draft or trade for a quarterback? Yeah, I think that's a question. But here's the deal, okay? Now let's step back because I think every decision has a cost. Okay, sorry, I'm getting into my stupid economics hat here, whatever. It's the law of scarcity. We don't get to address every single position. Yeah, we need to draft a corner. Yeah, we need to draft offensive line. Yeah, we need different pieces at edge. Yeah, we need those things. But guess what? You don't have the opportunity to because you have a first-round pick, second-round pick, no third, fourth-rounder, two-fifths, sixth, and a seventh. You're not getting four starters out of that. You're not. And if Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have taught us anything, you're getting two starters per draft. That's it. That's it. Two, maybe three. But a lot of those guys are just kind of filling. You're going to get more guys from your undrafted free agents in your practice squad than you are the draft. We haven't drafted well. Now you can talk about George Kittle in the fifth. Yeah, <laughs> look at that draft. It's George Kittle, DJ Jones, and nothing else. Okay, then you're like, oh, what about Drake Greenlaw? Yeah, you're right. You got Debo, <laughs> and you've got, you know, whatever else, but that's really about it, right? You got Bosa, obviously, but you're not getting four to five starters. 
and you can't go spend because the 49ers are going to be capped out now. You want to move Quan, you want to move D Ford, which 100% is going to happen. You're going to have a little bit of wiggle room, but still, if you want to pay a quarterback, you're talking 35 million next year. That's everything. <laughs> That's all we got. You know, if you keep Jimmy G, you got 24, but if Jimmy G can't prove it, then that's a, that's on him. Then, yeah, you got to move forward. Uh, but I think you're going to have to draft a quarterback. I don't think you'll be able to sign one unless they want to come here for $10 million less. And who the hell wants to do that? Um, but you have problems everywhere. you got to get better at the offensive line. Kyle Shanahan refuses to spend draft capital on the interior offensive line, and it's killed us since day one that he got here. What do we got this week? Aaron freaking Donald, who's playing better than he has ever played in his career. This is Aaron Donald's best season so far. Um, and what's he? He's going to be going against Daniel Brunskill the whole damn game. Oh, I don't care which quarterback you are. You're not going to be successful with 58 hits on the quarterback after five games. Now, is that an excuse for Jimmy to be our guy or any of those things? It, it's just not going to cut it. It's the chicken before the egg. You know, what, what comes first? Don't know. But 58 hits, I don't care if you have Trevor Lawrence. I don't care if you have Trevor Lawrence. If he's getting hit 58 times in five games, he's not going to be successful. Period. Don't care. And, by the way, you're not going to have a shot at Trevor Lawrence. This team isn't that bad. We're not bad enough to go to lose out. We're not going to be 2-14. and 14. Uh, that's not going to happen. What you're going to have to be to get Trevor Lawrence. No team is going to trade out and not get Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> it's not going to happen. They're going to draft him. Okay, now you're talking Trey Lance, who I love. Justin Fields, all right, maybe. I don't think he fits the system near as much, but whatever. Trey Lance fits it perfectly, though. <laughs> I think Trey Lance may be a possibility. You might be able to get him with that two or three pick, but we got to wait and see. We don't know where we are right now with Jimmy. We don't know. I'd be willing to say Kyle Shanahan doesn't know. <laughs> he, we got to see. And the good news is we got time. So we're going to have time to assess. I don't think that week six versus the Rams is the you know end-all, be-all. He's definitely not 100% healthy. And he's going to be getting hit in the face by freaking, golly, man, I'm so pissed about this, this matchup, the way it's playing out already. But Aaron Donald's going to be in his face. So let's say Jimmy Garoppolo goes out and has a bad game against the Rams. Strongly likely. Okay? If that's the case, then do we move on? Do the Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard people come back out? Here's what we know 100%. Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard are not the long-term answers. We know 100%. There's no discussion on that from anybody. We don't know if Jimmy G's the guy or not. Um... You know, do we get the guy that led us to the Super Bowl and was very efficient? Do we get the, you know, 2020 version that's just struggling <laughs> big time? We got to wait. Week six, not going to answer anything. Even if he plays a great game, not going to answer it. We need to see continued week by week by week improvement and consistency. We haven't been there. All right, real quick word from our sponsor. Unless you've been living... Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. 
On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Under a rock, you know the NFL and the NBA, they're back. They're in full swing, which can only mean one thing. It's a winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting whenever I'm putting my money on it. And if you've been betting with us, we've been doing very, very well so far this year. So stick with us. Bet on it. Use all the knowledge that we have, and let's be successful. And here's the deal. Right now... They have $100,000, you heard me, $100,000 super contest for only $10 entry. 10 bucks. You can win all that money. They're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to jump in there with all your knowledge. $10 to win thousands, sign me up. You too can make up and sign up at my bookie. And here's the deal. Use promo code 49ers49ERS to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means... You put in $100, they're going to give you $100. Rollovers will be included in that, and if you have questions, please call their customer service. They'll help you with that. But the NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all on tap. It's never too late to get started, and if you've wanted to jump in with us, now's the best time. Head to mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers, and they're going to double your initial deposit. Thanks for the support, MyBookie. All right, let's jump through a couple questions here from Scott. I like this, and it makes a lot of sense. Matt Ryan or Jimmy Garoppolo, how serious do you think the rumors are? Yeah, I think Matt Ryan would be great. Would I prefer to have Matt Ryan currently over Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes, I would. But here's the problem. Yeah, the Falcons are 0-5, okay? And are they ready to build for the future? Possibly. Their backups match up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing because it's funny. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not trying to be mean. But, like, are the Falcons ready to give up on this year? You've got Julio Jones. I mean, they, they've got a lot of talent there. I don't know. Now, what's it going to cost to get Matt Ryan? Probably going to cost more than a third. We don't have a third. Uh, are you willing to give up a second-round pick for Matt Ryan, who you're going to have to sign to a deal? He's 37 years old, I think, off the top of my head. Eesh, I, I'm not liking that. Not liking that at all. And again, you want to look at Matt Ryan with the tools he has. We don't have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. 
those we have great wide receivers, but that might be the best wide receiver one two punch in the NFL. We don't have that. Um Dallas Cowboys probably have the best wide receiver for it. But so you're gonna trade a second round pick? Yeesh. You wanna trade a fourth round pick this year and a third next year? Yeesh. And then what do you do with Jimmy Garoppolo? You're gonna have to cut him. That's fine. I don't think if Matt Ryan's with us right now, it, it improves our thing. Again, 58 quarterback hits by the offensive line. Doesn't matter who you put back there. You got to solve that before anything else. Now, maybe after this year, if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't prove that he's the guy, you cut him and then you get Matt Ryan and he has a whole offseason, you know, whatever else. He does have experience with Kyle Shanahan, but nobody else on this team. Um, I guess he does have a couple. <laughs> ben Garland was his center. Tevin Coleman was his running back. There are guys that are there. But yeah, I would prefer to have Matt Ryan right now, but I'm not willing to pay the draft capital that this team desperately needs because we're struggling and we need spots. Uh, from Nick, how much will running the football mask our problems and injuries a lot? We did one jet sweep. One. One. And it wasn't that successful. Oh, hey, it got six yards. Run the ball on the perimeter versus stacked boxes, which we're seeing nonstop. Throw screens, which we've struggled with greatly. Short, quick passes. When your quarterback's getting drilled over and over again, stop doing seven-step drop play action fakes. It's not working. <laughs> Max protect. Come on, guys. Um, man, it, I, I think that's the thing. You're not helping your inefficiencies. You're not masking. The way you ask that question is perfect. How do we mask our problems and injuries? We're not doing that. We're, we're getting a guy off the street at cornerback and not even putting safety help over the top. We're putting him in press man and only bringing four with no safety. I don't understand. How do you bring four-man pressure, okay, you've got two safeties, and not use one safety over the top to help your corner uh, and not even make that adjustment once in the game after he got torched seven times? Yikes. Oh, that's the thing I'm scared about. You talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. Talk about the offensive line. A defensive corner, a defensive coordinator that cannot make adjustments unless he has elite personnel everywhere, like we saw in 2019. Problem. Um, you guys want to talk about bringing Matt Ryan from Atlanta? I want Dan Quinn, and that's sad because I don't even think Dan Quinn's that good. But I would so much rather rather have him calling our in-game adjustments on the defensive side. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. Um, next question here: Is there a leader on this team that can help turn the team's play around? Uh, you know, defensively, we haven't had Sherm out there. That hurts. He was the captain of the defense. Quan Alexander, he was probably number two, vocally-wise, right? He's out. Um, Fred Warner's got to step up. And then Eric Armstead, who's soft-spoken. It's not really his his thing. Uh, Buckner was pretty quiet, too. We're, we're missing guys on defense. There's no doubt about that, that speak up and kind of lead the morale. We don't have it offensively it was joe staley he's not there george kittle 100 is there and he took all the responsibility i love george kittle uh, his response to the issues that they're having on offense and the team in general he didn't blame the defense for one thing he blamed everything on the offense we've got to do a better job uh, giving them better field position and putting them in position of success the offense failed the defense that's on them so kittle's doing everything he should be jimmy garoppolo can't be that guy right now because his play sucks so bad so you have guys that will come up and try to talk, but you're like, you're not doing it. <laughs> it has to be somebody whose play matches their attitude, and so it sinks. 
Whenever you get mixed messages from a player that's playing so poorly and then try to be like, come on, guys, we could do this. Everybody, I've seen it on the sidelines, coaches, players. Man, shut up. You're not doing it. Like, it has to be somebody that is there. So without Sherman, without Quan, without Joe Staley, you're kind of hurting. You look at the captains, right? Mike McGlinchey, bad play. Jimmy Garoppolo, bad play. Kyle Juszczyk, a little bit quieter guy, but I think people would listen to him. Debo, eh, he hasn't played well at all. He's only been back two weeks, but he hasn't played well. So somebody, it's got to step up. There's no doubt. I want Dre Greenlaw. I want Dre Greenlaw to be that guy on defense. And on offense, man, I wish it was Mike McGlinchey. You know, maybe Brandon Ayuk can step up and be that guy. Maybe Raheem Mostert continues to be that. He's playing great, by the way. I can't believe we haven't even talked about Raheem Mostert yet. That dude's... The fact that he did what he did <laughs> against Miami with the eight-man boxes was... It was awesome. It was great. Um, let's see here. A couple other questions. Could the 49ers be competitive in the future without having a mobile quarterback? Kyle Shanahan doesn't want one. He has been on the record several times. He doesn't want mobile quarterbacks. He wants a pocket passer that is highly accurate and... That's what he wants. So we could say, yeah, <laughs> let's go get that. But I don't think it's going to happen. Um, let's see here. From Nick, can our offense score enough points to make up for our defensive injuries? That's what we need. If you want the formula for the 49ers returning to the postseason in 2020, which is a very, very low statistical, two and three teams since the merger, 22% of those teams make the playoffs. 22%. Now, it's it's different this year because there's a whole other team, so that's got to shoot up. So let's just say 30%. Let's say there's a 30% statistical chance of a 2-3 and three team making the playoffs. There is a shot, but again, Jim Mora, playoffs, <laughs> playoffs, <laughs> uh, it, it's rough. But if we are going to get there, you're right, Nick. Offense has to step up. They haven't done it. They haven't done it. You know, you look at our numbers, we have the 18th most points scored. We're below average. 21st most yards, below average. All across statistical categories, below average. The only thing that we're good at, rushing touchdowns, rush yards per attempt. Got to run the ball more. It's not difficult. It's not difficult. Ah, it's easy, guys. Um, it's easy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, why have our special teams been so bad? You're right, man. You you put Kevin White back there, and he returns it nine yards deep whenever you're down 14-0. That's awful. Punt game has been trash. Protection has been bad. Field goals have been good, even though we've had bad snaps, right? But we fixed that issue. Um, it's, it's just been bad. It, we're losing all three phases of the game. More than once. To the Eagles, we lost all three phases. All three. What the hell, man? I, I love Kyle Shanahan as a coach. Maybe he's got a little bit too much on his plate. Maybe we need to adjust some stuff. Um, it, it's, it's rough. Sean, he asks this. Is Quan Alexander good trade bait? No, he's not. Um, nobody wants that contract. Nobody wants those injuries. Quan, nobody will trade for Quan Alexander. You couldn't get a seventh-round pick. Quan will have to because nobody will take that contract. It's stupid. We overpaid to get him. Um, and so if if you're going to cut Quan or that's it, you keep him or cut him, there's nobody that will take that money. Um, look at Le'Veon. 
right? Le'Veon Bell, which I'm so happy nobody's brought him up yet. I'm sure he's in here somewhere. Le'Veon Bell, uh, Kyle Shanahan asked, was asked about him. He said, no, we're good. Even if Raheem, this is what Kyle Shanahan said. Even if Raheem Mostert wasn't going, we still feel we're really good at the running back position, even with Tevin Coleman out. Um, yeah, again, you'd have to pay probably three to four million to get Le'Veon. Um, I would be, he'd make our team a little bit better. No doubt about that, but I do not want him getting any snaps over Jarek McKinnon or any snaps over Raheem Mostert. Le'Veon Bell hasn't had a 20-yard carry since 2018. He played all year last year. Didn't have one 20-yard carry. Not one. Um, yeah. <laughs> Say whatever you want. I, I think that's going to kind of, yeah. I, I think that's what it's going to be. So really do appreciate it, everybody. And I want to leave you with something a little bit different because we all have a sour taste in our mouth. Things are bad right now <laughs> in 49ers situation. And the way that you change that is with a win. Now, there's a lot of promising things out there. And again, what I wanted to leave with is a clip of Jimmy Garoppolo hitting Brandon Ayuk on a deep slant, um, which I think, again, this is what we need. We've got to get the ball to our playmakers more often. And I think Ayuk and George Kittle need to be our target leaders. Until Debo proves he can get separation, you know, he's still fighting back, trying to get in football shape and all those things. Um, but we need to run the ball, and we need to target these two guys. So this is a clip that I'm going to leave you guys with today. Let's stack down here. Perfect pass to Ayuk. And just going to run a slant off of this rub route. Ooh, no, I was wrong. Man, that's just a heck of a route. Watch him stem here. Whoop. He even fakes like he's got an outside release. That first step is awesome. Outside release, then comes in. Nice catch. Man, Brandon Ayuk. I really, really like this kid. The hands are freaking incredible. You'll see him flash into his screen. Um, the bottom left corner here. I mean, that is, that's a perfect pass. It might not have stayed that way, but uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> you know, he's, he's coming off too. Oh, that is perfect. Might be a little too far ahead, but still, you're throwing it to your wide receiver on third down in stride. Look at the catch. Man, that is great. Let's see pass protection just real quick. Good pass protection. Nothing wrong there. Not great, but good. Brunskill's going to get his guy. Garland's going to help out. That's good, not bad. That's the way it should work. That's the way it should be. You have all three offensive groups working together. Offensive line, great pass protection. Jimmy Garoppolo, perfect pocket, perfect read, perfect throw. And then you got Brandon Ayuk making a perfect catch off a perfect route. This team can do it. This team can do it. They just need more consistency. And they need to stay on the damn field on third down and not have the huge negative plays that set them back. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, Countdown Crew. I love that we uh, had a hat to give away. So that's freaking awesome. Hopefully, uh, Khalil, reach out to me. I'll get that sent out to you. And until next time, we'll be back tomorrow talking some more 49ers. And as always, stay strong and faithful.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.